I, I just, I really love that song we were singing before, that, that thought of, it, it, of just praising God because that's where our hope is. And I just really believe that as we put our hope in Jesus, as we have him as the anchor for our souls, that this year you can actually, this year can actually be a year of hope for you. Uh, the, the Bible says that we have this hope and his name is Jesus. That's where our hope is. Our hope is in Jesus. And I really believe that as we do that, as we hope in Jesus, not just in our own strength, in our own planning, in our own wisdom, I really believe that 2020 can be a year of hope for you. Is anyone else believing that for their lives? I just want to remind us we're an interactive church, okay? So if, if you agree with something, shout it out. Um, I really believe this can be a year of hope for you. And, and I really hope that even at the start of this year, you've started to maybe dream and vision what your life could look like. That maybe for this year, you've actually started to get a picture of a preferred tomorrow, which is what vision is. It's a, a picture of a preferred tomorrow. I hope that you've started to hope about what your future could look like. I love that. Jesus is our hope. And like our theme is for this year, and his kingdom is now. Yeah, turn the person beside you and say, his kingdom is now. Thank you to the five people who did that. His kingdom is now. Come on, when God, what Jesus is doing is not some distant thing off in the future. He's at work right now. I think that's really, really exciting. And, and I just really, I, I really do hope that you're starting to have that perspective. As I look into tomorrow, Jesus is my hope that doesn't disappoint. I don't know what 2022 was like for you, but I really pray that you have a hope for what this year can start to look like. And hopefully you've even got some practical ways you're moving towards it. Maybe some things you need to leave in 2022, like Pastor Sue spoke about last week. Maybe some new things to begin. I think it's so, so important that we have a hope for this year. In saying that, hope alone won't actually get you to your vision. It's actually the patterns of your life that are going to enable you to fulfill the hope that you have. It's been well said, the habits you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. The habits that you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. It's almost like hope is the direction, but our habits are actually what defines whether or not we're actually going to achieve what we're hoping for. And I want to encourage us this morning that God actually wants to help you set some amazing patterns in your life. So I want to speak about this morning. I've called it the power of patterns. Turn to the person beside you and say, the power of patterns. I'm going to get us repeating stuff all morning. <laughs> the power of patterns. Hey, I want to tell you a story that I haven't told you before. Uh, I don't think. Maybe I have. You might correct me afterwards. Um, Funny story, a few years ago, I came back from Taipei and I preached. And then the year later, I came back from Taipei and I preached. And Slater said, you realize you preached the same message two years in a row. And he was the only one that noticed. Um, but I remember when I was in, uh, me and my wife, we lived in Taiwan for six years. And I remember when we were there, I was teaching English to this businessman by the name of Pocker. And Pocker was quite, the character is quite a funny guy. And he was a, an, an older gentleman. And one day he invited me to go with him to, 
I don't know what it was called, but essentially the retiree hangout zone. And it was a big overpass, um, a big tr- like freeway that went over this little space next to the river. And they'd put some fences up and they'd, they'd made it like the retiree zone. And I wasn't really sure what to expect going to the retiree zone. I'd, I'd never been. I'd, I'd ridden past them on my bike before and wondered what had gone on. And he gave me a, an invite to the exclusive club. And I, I didn't have the highest expectations, but when I went in, man, these guys, Taiwanese retirees know how to have a party. They know how to have a good time. There was ping pong, there was karaoke, there was people playing board games, there was people doing strange, massa- strange massages where they're just punching their legs, and it was, it was really happening. It was quite a vibe. And Pocket invited me to play ping pong with him because he was quite passionate about ping pong. And, and I thought, here we go. I've been practicing for this my whole life. I've been going to youth group for a long time and I've played ping pong every single week. Get ready, Pocker. I'm about to get you in ping pong. And very quickly I got slaughtered by Pocker because it turns out he was quite good at ping pong. And he decided that for the day he was going to be my ping pong coach. He was going to train me how to play ping pong. And he said, my issue was that I was running all over the place, his words, not mine, uh, and trying to hit the ball as hard as I could. Now, you know, that sounds a little bit like maybe me just uh, trying to, a little bit too hard. And, and he said, that, that he's like, I'm going to teach you how to, to play. And, and what he did was he took me through this process of he got me positioned in the right spot and he said, don't move. He said, I will, I will hit the ball to you. You just stay there. And then he got me practicing hitting the ball when there was no ball. He just stood beside me and helped me to just keep doing this. And I just sat there and did this. And I'm like, all right, we're good. And by this time, you know, I think they don't have many foreign visitors to the Taiwanese retirement zone. They were kind of gathering around and I'm feeling kind of silly sitting here doing this. And eventually we got the ball involved. And what was amazing was he just taught me this simple pattern of moving like this. And in five minutes, I played a hundred times better than I ever played in my whole life because I was able to just know the pattern and sit there and hit it back. And we would have 10, 15 minute games of ping pong where it wasn't, you know, we're chasing it all around the, the area. We're just sitting there and has anyone, any ping pong players here this morning? We've a few of us, we've got, we've got it set up in the foyer actually. So maybe you can challenge someone afterwards. There's a lot of power in patterns. The key for me with ping pong was learning the pattern and sticking to the pattern. Whether intentionally or not, our lives are full of different patterns from the way that you drive to work. Is there anyone, maybe you like to break the pattern up every once in a while. Does anyone take a a different way to work every day just to keep things fresh? Yeah. You know, even if it takes an extra five minutes, it's like I just want to spice things up a little bit. But the way we drive to work, our our favorite coffee shop, what we do for dinner on a Friday night, you know, maybe after a while date night is there's quite a a pattern of the places that we like to go because we know what's good. We we know uh, where to go and where to eat. There's all kinds of patterns in our life from that kind of stuff through to the way that we think, the way that we respond to challenges. Our lives are full of patterns. And actually, the Bible really stresses the importance of having good habits and good patterns. In Titus 2.7, it says, In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. It says, In all things showing yourself to be a pattern 
of good works. The Christian life is not just about one-offs where we do things that are good. The Christian life is about having a pattern of following Jesus and honoring him even in the small things. Patterns are powerful. Patterns are powerful for better or for worse. And I think we all would have experienced potentially the pain of a negative pattern. We won't do a show of hands, but I'm assuming it's everyone. Whether it be a big thing or a little thing, small, even small bad patterns over time can often lead to pain in our lives. I don't know if you've ever done this like I have, but walked into the kitchen with a dirty plate and thought, I'll just put it in the sink. I won't put it in the dishwasher. I won't wash up. I'll just put it there. And then what usually happens is I walk in a little bit later with a different dirty plate because I've got snackish and I need some cheese. And it goes into the sink as well. And you have this pattern of just one dish. But I don't know if anyone, has anyone ever after dinner been like, oh my goodness, we have a mountain of washing up. We're going to be here until midnight because this small habit of just, just I'll leave it for later has actually come and created quite a mess. Things can seem small in the time at the moment, but over time can actually lead us into a bit of mess. It's been well said, habit is your best friend or your worst enemy. You choose. It's also been said, first we form our habits and then our habits form us. First we form our habits and then our habits form us. The good news is we have a choice here. We have a choice. We are not victims to the habits that maybe we've learned, the habits that our parents had, the habits that our family has passed on for generations. We have a choice about the habits and the patterns that we want to place in our life. And I think it's really important that we determine, I'm going to honor God even in the small patterns of my life. The definition of pattern is a model or a plan or example to be followed for a similar result. It's to be followed for a similar result. Patterns are powerful because they determine what happens next, right? Without thinking about it, if you have a pattern, that's usually how you'll respond. That's why I was so bad at ping pong. Every time I was hitting it back, I was trying to think of the killer move to take out poker. The issue was it was moving too fast and I couldn't respond quick enough and I ended up dropping the ball a lot. But when I got in the pattern, I wasn't even thinking about hitting the ball. I was just working the pattern. Patterns determine what happens next. If I was to say triangle, circle, square, triangle, circle, square, triangle, circle, square, triangle, circle, square. We all know what comes next because of the pattern that has been formed. You know, and again, they might be big things. They might be little things. I have a pattern in my life where I drive past Super Rooster Hungry and then I just end up in the drive-thru. I didn't decide to go there. I didn't make a conscious decision. I'm just ordering a large chips. I don't know how it happened. The pattern decided the outcome. The pattern decided what happened next. I love what David says in Psalm 56.3. He says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. That's a pattern. When I'm afraid, I trust God. When I feel down, I praise God. When I feel anxious, I put my hope in God. When I'm offended, I forgive. These are patterns, right? These are the kind of patterns that I believe God wants us to cultivate in our life. That when this happens to me, I don't just have to be a victim to this. I can respond using the pattern that I have set. Patterns are powerful because they determine what happens next. And I really believe if you can cultivate 
some healthy, God-honoring patterns this year, that you can have a year of exponential growth, that you can have a year where you really flourish into all God is calling you to be through the power of honoring God with things as small as our habits. It's what the Christian life should look like. Patterns are powerful because they determine what comes next. Patterns are powerful because they prepare us. I really believe that if you can harness the power of setting patterns, even in the smallest things, it actually prepares us for the big things. If we have a pattern of responding well in the small things, it actually prepares us to respond well when the big things come along, when the real challenge comes along, when something that makes us really afraid, when God calls us to do something that's out of our comfort zone. If we have set healthy patterns, we're ready to respond. Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. What it's saying is taking your everyday decisions and behaviors and deciding, I'm going to honor God with that. Sometimes we think following Jesus is about the massive make or breaks moments, but I really believe that following Jesus is about the small things. It's about the things you decide to dwell on in your thinking. It's about the way you you respond to conflict. It's about the way you don't let offense get a stronghold or foothold in your heart. Set a pattern in the small things that you can follow in the big things. So when the small challenge comes, you've got a decision to make. What kind of pattern do I want to set? I think we grow by the small decisions and in the small small moments far more than in those big one-off decisions. But doing that prepares us for the big moment. I remember when we were in Taipei, I, I got a job at a very good English teaching school. At that point, I didn't quite have the right working visa, um, and they were working it out. They were, they were sorting it out and, and helping me through the application pro- process, and it was a very, very famous school within the city. It was, you know, the kids in my class were the, the kids of celebrities. I was getting paid a lot of money, and I'd been there for a couple of months, and they're still trying to work out this working visa kind of drama. And it came to the point where it became very clear that they weren't going to give me a working visa for this job. And I remember my, my boss, who was a, a Christian lady, came to me and she was telling me, this, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to keep working here if you don't get it. What are we going to do? And she said, you're, not, you're too calm about this. Why are you so calm about this? And I, I said something like, a, a little birdie told me it's going to be okay. But in hindsight... I was able to be calm because I'd set a pattern of my life, in my life, of when things are out of my control, I trust God. That's all I can do. And I'd set a pattern of even in the small things, when things are out of my control, I trust God. So when the big thing came along and I couldn't get the working visa and I couldn't work at that place anymore, I knew it's okay, I am going to trust God. And long story short, I ended up working in a job that was miles better and way more suitable, that I loved way more because I trusted God with the process. There is power in our patterns. I wonder what the patterns are in your life. I wonder when challenge comes, when you face temptation, when fear comes, when anxiety starts to creep in, how do you respond? How do you respond even in those little 
things. Because authentic faith is built on the foundation of God honoring habits. Is that okay this morning? Patterns are powerful. They decide what happens next. Patterns are powerful because they prepare us. And patterns are formed one decision at a time. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt like you want to change something, but you can feel like it's really hard to change. Has anyone ever faced that or is that just me? It's like, I really would love to change, but it's really hard to change. And it can seem like we need this, like, just this, this night and day kind of moment where everything changes in an instant. But I really think that change happens one decision at a time. One decision, one decision to honor God at a time. And, and I really believe the only decision that matters is the decision that you're making right now. It's good news if you've ever made a bad decision. Um, I've made a few of those. The good news is that the most important decision is the one that you make right now. The decision from yesterday will fade into the, the bad decision yesterday will fade into the past if you can make a good decision today. And you don't need to worry about making a good decision tomorrow if you just focus on making a good decision today. The only decision that matters is this decision. So in 2023, what are some patterns we should cultivate? Are we okay this morning? It's a little bit quiet in here. I'm I'm thinking it's because you're, you're deeply mulling on the consequences. I don't know if that's a word mulling, but I've thrown it out there. It's the word for 2023. Um, I don't know what it means. Uh, so what are some patterns we should cultivate? I've got a few ideas to get you started, okay? So go away from here, and I hope already you're starting to think about maybe some of the patterns you want to change, maybe some of the patterns that you want to set in your life. Here are some ideas. This is what a Christian life should look like. The first one, we should have a pattern of faith, a pattern of faith. Anybody can take a step of faith. It's another thing to actually have a pattern of faith. That when fear comes, my response is faith. The pattern of faith is when I don't know what to do next, I don't just do something, I actually seek God about it. A pattern of faith is where my life is going, I want God to be involved in that process. I don't want Him to just be involved on a Sunday. I actually want to have a pattern of seeking God and spending time, in, spending time intentionally with Him. A pattern of faith. Maybe the pattern you need to start is a pattern of mercy. I think mercy is something that we're called to actually do by pattern. Again, I think if we think of forgiveness, anybody can forgive somebody as a once-off. Anybody can maybe forgive a friend. But is forgiveness a pattern in your life? Do you have a pattern in your life of when someone hurts me, when someone offends me, when somebody wrongs me, is the pattern that I show mercy? Is the pattern that I release them from my judgment? Is the pattern that I say, I'm not going to sit in unforgiveness. I am going to show mercy. A pattern of mercy. The final idea is maybe you need to cultivate a pattern of generosity. I think anybody can be generous once. Um, maybe to appease your conscience. I don't know if you've ever done that. You're like, I'll be generous and then God will get off my back and I can go about doing things how I wanted to do them. It says in Isaiah 32.6, it says, a generous man devises generous things. Literally, a generous person is thinking about and planning on ways to be generous. 
I think a practical way to do that in, in the area of your finance, for Talitha and I, one of our, um, we, we've always decided we want to tithe and honor God with the first 10% of what we earn. Just a really practical way. And what it is, it's a pattern where we say our finance is not just for building our life, our finance is for building the lives of others. I love what Greg was sharing before, and I think it's so powerful to decide that I'm not just hoarding this for myself. The pattern is my salary comes in, and the first thing I do is decide this is for building other people's lives as well. It's not just for building my own life. There is a pattern of generosity. It starts with those simple things where I remind myself of who I want to be. But generosity is so much more than just finance. Jesus' model for generosity is freely give as you have freely received. Freely give as you have freely received. So of course it means finance, but it also means time. And I think sometimes that can be a harder one, right? I think we live in a very affluent society. In general, we're quite well off, especially compared to the rest of the world financially. But what we are is we're time poor. But God calls us, will you honor me with that as well? Will you honor me? Will you set a pattern of of being generous with your time. I think things like, I love the team that are serving here this morning. Can we give it up for all the team from whether it's the front door to the sound desk, back room, wherever it is. These people have decided, I am going to have a pattern of being generous with my time so that other people's lives can be built up. They've decided that my time is not something I'm just going to hoard for myself and use for myself. I'm actually going to be generous with my time to build other people's lives. They're being, gener- they're being generous with their gift. They're not just using their gift to build their own life. When Sammy gets up here and worship leads, she's not just using her gift to advance her own life. She's using her gift to bless every one of us. Who was blessed by Sammy's worship leading this morning? In the same way, we've got people using their gift of smiling at the front door and saying hello because they've decided, I'm not going to hoard this to myself. I want to set a pattern of generosity with my finance, with my time, and with my gifting. So what kind of pattern do you need to start this year? There's a few ideas, a pattern of faith, a pattern of mercy, a pattern of generosity. I wonder even if, as you look at your life, what are some of the emerging patterns that you can see in your life. Some people's patterns, I think, continually undermine them. They say, I want a great life, but their patterns are clearly not building up. Their patterns are pulling them down. I want to encourage us, let's choose to establish patterns in our life that lead us into healthy, happy, fulfilling, life-giving lives. Patterns that don't tear down, but patterns that build up. So really practically, in what area of your life do you need to change the pattern? In what area of your life do you need to rewrite the narrative? In what area of your life do you need to change the pattern? And maybe this morning, and I want, I want us to think right now, what's one pattern that you would like to change, that you would like to start? I think it's a lot easier than just you know, trying to stop a pattern to actually replace a pattern with a, with a new pattern. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe I want to stop thinking so negatively about myself. Instead of just trying to stop that, I'm going to replace that with every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to remind me of who God's called me to be. I'm going to remind me that I'm His child. I'm going to remind myself that I've got His strength. I'm replacing the pattern. What's the pattern? Maybe you want to choose one that I shared about before. Maybe you want to make a quick note of it. This is 
this is the kind of person I want to be in 2023. This is the kind of patterns that I want to have. In what area of your life do you need to change the pattern? And can I just encourage you that this is like a a Holy Spirit-empowered process. God actually wants to help you set good patterns. He wants to actually give you the strength to follow through on the patterns that you want to place in your life. He wants to inspire you to action. Sometimes, like I said, change can be hard, but I really believe that God wants to help you, transform you from the inside out. That there is power in our patterns, but there's also power in our God, right? And when we get the power of our God and add it to the power of our patterns, Man, there's no saying what our lives can transform into. There's going to be no stopping us from growing into the great, big, expansive lives that God has called us to live. As we surrender and we invite Him in, He gives us the strength to do it. So come on, church. There's power in our patterns. Don't discount the value of making a good decision in small things because our patterns are powerful. Would you stand with me this morning? I'd love to pray for us. Pray with us. Why don't we just take a moment and and, and close our eyes. And I think this kind of concept deserves a response. And and I'd just love to, I guess, stand with you and, and, and really believe with you that as you invite God into this space, that He's actually going to do something really powerful. So if you would, if if you're here and you're either saying, I want to cultivate some really good habits. I want to get rid of some habits. I want to start some new habits this year. Would you just raise your hand? I'd love to pray. You're like, that's me. I I want to have God honoring habits. Awesome. Heaps of people. I guess it's most people. Well, Jesus, we just thank you that it's by your strength that we achieve these things. And I thank you for the power of a moment like this where we decide that we're no longer going to be victims to our patterns, but actually we're going to invite you in, Holy Spirit. We're going to believe that your power is at work within us, that you're transforming us from the inside out. And what we're doing this morning is we're surrendering our right to self-rule. And we're saying we want to follow you in the big things and in the small things. And Jesus, I just even pray right now that you'd be really breaking chains off people's lives as they're just surrendering to you. Actually, I don't want to live like that anymore. I don't want to be that kind of person anymore. I don't want to be a victim to those things. God, we just pray in your mighty name, Jesus, that chains would be broken, that habits that have been controlling people, that addictions would fall off at the mighty name of Jesus. And right now we just pray that you'd be empowering us to live lives that honor you that reflect you, that the people around us would start to see there is something different about this person's life. In Jesus' name, amen. And just this moment, maybe as we keep our eyes closed, maybe you've never made a decision to go on a journey of following Jesus. And can I just say, that's the best decision I believe you could ever make. I know looking at the pattern of my life before I really decided to follow Jesus, it was not headed in a positive direction. But when I made a decision that I want to actually go on a journey of knowing God and following God, everything began to change in my life. I went from hopeless to hopeful. I went from heading downwards to actually, no, no, I I can be confident because of who my God is. 
And I'd just love to give you an opportunity this morning, if whether that's for the first time or maybe you've been on the journey and you just realize this year, it's time to get back on the journey. It's time to get back to following Jesus. It's time to get back to knowing God and going on the process of growing with God. I'd love just to give you an opportunity to respond to Him. And I'm just going to ask you simply to shoot your hand up nice and high. Even just right now, if that's you, I'd love to pray with you. I see that hand there. That's awesome. This hand down here, so good. Amazing. Best decision you could ever make. Just look across here. I don't want to draw it out too much longer. But anyone else here this morning, you're saying, that's me. I want to either recommit to following Jesus or start for the very first time. Awesome. Well, Jesus, we just thank you for our, our friends that are responding to you this morning. Jesus, I just really do pray that as they've made this decision this morning, that even as they walk out of here, they would start to feel a fresh hope, that you would fill them with a fresh sense of purpose, that they're going to walk into this week, God, knowing that you are for them, that you are with them, and that they are not alone. And I just pray you'd really guide them as they go on this journey of discovering you and and knowing you and following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we give it up for all those people? Amazing. And hey, if that was you, Nerida's going to come and she's going to explain what you can do next.